Hey, 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 keep vibing. What's name this is shit, New Orleans? Vibing. Yep, that's the same thing McGurk said. Yeah. Keep vibing with yeah. it. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah. 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 Play the horn. Yeah. Uh-huh, man. I like this. I'm gonna keep it. Let me let this vibe go for a minute. Let that one go for a minute. Right. I see y'all at home. I see it. Right. Damn. Come on. Ah, yeah, yeah. Put that horn down. Let that shit. Come on. It's the Porch Podcast, y'all. It's the Porch Podcast. It's the Porch Podcast. We saved a seat for you. <laughs> Come on, have a seat, y'all. Uh, it's your boy DJE, Mr. Influential, and I'm rocking with my brother. P. Original. That's it. You forgot your name? No, sir. Okay, all right. Just make sure you ain't forget it, you know. Now, you get a little freaky with your pauses and shit. Like, <laughs> in, with my brother. That shit was jazzy. You, you still was in the beat. Go ahead. What's up, baby? You gonna tell me I sound like with my brother? That sound like Leon from the Five Heart. No, I just hear, I can hear people snapping in the back, like clicking their fingers and yeah, shit. Like, like it's a, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm chilling with my brother. Yeah, yeah. And we are here right. today right. to bring you episode nine of the Porch Podcast, which is known as. Original influence. That's right. Original influence. Yeah. Loving your energy, man. Not that you don't always have it, but I'm loving your energy. Thank you. Yeah, man. So, you know, hey. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. A few weeks in. More than a few weeks in. I think that we've been rolling, man. Two months in. I like it. I like it. Right. So, brings me to the question. How's things going? How you feeling about it? Ah, you know what, man? I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. When you first came to me with this idea, mm-hmm. there was no doubt in my mind that it wouldn't be successful. Okay. And even though we still have a lot more time and a lot more areas to grow in, mm-hmm. I didn't think we were going to get where we got so fast. I didn't see that right. happening that fast. And we had this conversation off air. Oh, man. Multiple how fast times. it is. Yeah, multiple times. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And with that being said, you know, this week's solo shout out. Mm-hmm. This week's solo shout out. Okay. Goes to Aunt Sophie. What's up, Auntie? That's it. She loved the cycles. Remember, she loved the cycles uh, of, of of episode, you know, which, yeah, was, yeah. which was episode four. She yeah. loved cycles episode. Yeah, yeah. And she yeah. said she could see that as a play. Yeah, and she's an awesome playwright. Yes, she is. I went, I went and seen one of her Christmas plays. Yes. Outstanding. Right. Outstanding. I don't know how Tyler's not on the phone with her already. Uh-huh. I don't know how he's on the phone, not on the phone with her. Maybe at the cycles, he will be on the I phone. I think he will. Yes, it. Yeah. I think he will. Outstanding. Auntie, what's up? Listen. Everybody down the way, what's up? We love everybody. Love y'all. Yes, listen. But this title to everybody this week is called Original Influence. Yes, sir. Um, if you can see the spelling of it, of course, you know, it's P-Original and Mr. Influential, the influence. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And what we're doing is we're speaking on our original influence that led us to where we at today, which kind of gave us a little bit of a throwback vibe That's of right. life. Oh, uh, okay. You know what I mean? That's right. Um, our original influences, technically, you know, we had our parents. We always talk about adoption. I mean, yeah, 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 hey, 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 baby, baby, listen, hey, huh, huh? What you say? What you say? What? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. It it took me to a moment to understand about where where we at because of consistency and hard work. Absolutely. Yeah. So my throwback moment for today. Mm-hmm. I remember one time we was digging the yard, digging the yard. Mm-hmm. Right, we was okay. we was flipping the dirt, yeah, because we was getting ready to plant grass. Right, seed. right. Pop used to make his turn over the yard. Yeah, That's right. right. That's so right. So he said, "I said, you know what, man? Young slaves, okay. you got us doing all this this hard manual labor and all this, man." Mm-hmm. I said, "When I get old, mm-hmm. when I get old, you know, when you are a kid, you always say when you get old, and old could be nineteen, but right. when I get older, right. I'm gonna invent a machine." Okay. That flips the dirt. I remember you saying that. And he said to me, "Oh, it's all, it, they got the matter already." Man. That's right. I said, "Well, what's it called, Pop? What's, what's the name of she? It's called a tiller." That's right. I said, "Why well, we ain't got no tiller, Pop?" He said, "What do you mean? I got two tillers." I said, "Pop, why we ain't using a tiller?" I am using the tillers. Carl and Eric flip the goddamn dirt and shut up. Yeah, that's what he hit me with. Yeah. Yeah. Until a, until it's done. Until it's done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's how you see That's how he got yeah. us. But I appreciate Pop. For that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I nah. appreciate him for that because nah, nah, that's yeah, what yeah. created me to us having this hard work and so much knowledge and information to share. You yeah. got a throwback moment for the day? Um, about you know what I'm talking about when we was kids. Anything. She didn't be last week. Yeah, I mean, I mean, all right. So. I like what you were saying in terms of like what inspired the podcast. Right. Right. So I can speak for me. Like I had a series of one-on-one conversations with a lot of people. Right. Right. And in those conversations, they got in depth. Sometimes it would be some simple things. Sometimes it would be, you know, some things that'd be like, wow. Mm -hmm. Right. And as we kind of went through these conversations, I started saying to myself, like, I feel like some of the things that were said, should have been like shared. You know what I mean? And I know everybody's not comfortable with that. I'm one right. of the type of people I don't mind. Anything that I talk about on this show, right? I have zero problem talking about to a person one-on-one. Me too. You know what I mean? And I know that. Yeah. It's, which is why it works so well with us. Right. And, and it's like, the thing about it is, is I was sitting back and I thought about a couple of the different little videos that I had did. Right. Right? And some of the ones I started from the beginning, like I told around and told, and asked the question, who told y'all that, you know, being successful was going to be easy? Uh, exactly. I okay. remember that one of my favorite ones. You yep. And you you know what's crazy before you get into that? Mm-hmm. You got a lot of people that you didn't know who commented on that. Right. And enjoyed that. Right. No, right. From shares of other friends. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But we didn't we didn't know who these people were. Yeah. We had no clue who these people yeah. were. Yeah. And, and, and the thing about it is, is that because, all right, so just to reiterate, if nobody ever seen it, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's out. You know what I mean? It's. It's around. Right. <laughs> it, it, it's circulating. It's around. 
that was one, and obviously the other one was, you know what I mean, eliminate your plan B. Right. But before I get to the plan B concept situation, when I was dealing with the whole thing about success being something like, who who told you that? Right. Right? When you look at people, and people give up so easy, so easy. Right. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes, you know how you're sitting around and a person going to hook something up? Like, bro, earlier, we're dealing with some stuff. You work through all of these wires. The average person turn around and look around, and you can turn around and place a boot. That ain't right. Okay, yeah. all right, eat or sound something. Found something, sound something that you know, ain't right. Yeah. Right. You go sound back. Sound something, found something? Like that, right? Yeah. You like that. You can take it. I don't mind. So, <laughs> turns around and you do whatever you need to do, and then you find a problem, you correct the problem, and you move on. Right. Right? Now, my only thing about that, when I was saying in that video, because it was funny, because everybody was like, yo, you was hollering. <laughs> Yeah, it, I was frustrated. Yeah, and I was frustrated because of the fact that I really legitimately wanted to know from people who the hell told you that life was going to be easy. Exactly. Like you know, you when you when you when somebody tells you something, and 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 you turn around and and you don't succeed at it, you start thinking that person was lying or they was full of shit. It was never going to be. no. Listen, challenge is necessary. Say it one more time. Challenge is necessary. Right? And, and see, I'm a, I'm a guy. E, you, you're a little test to this. Yeah. I'm an acronym guy. I'm, I'm, I'll break down words all the time. Oh, yeah, That's what you I always like got to an acronym. Big, like, like what I did with growth. Yeah. Like for me, growth stands for gaining rewards, obtaining, well, uh, obtaining wisdom through hard work. You know what? Not to cut your wisdom right there, though. Right. And this, this is kind of a little bit off section. Um, off section. Mm-hmm. Off subject. Mm-hmm. Um. It's a it's a documentary out called Swear Words, a little series on the on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And the first one they did was, you know, I I ain't gonna try to be that I ain't gonna be that vulgar tonight. But they used the F word. Mm-hmm. So the F bomb, okay, actually stands for fornication under uh what does it say fornication under consent of a king. That's where the F bomb comes from. So back in the days when there were kings instead of politicians, because you know nothing, well, none but politicians. Um, the kings were none but you know, like the mayor and all this, the right. city. You had to get permission, even if you were married, right, to right. be able to have sex with your with your spouse. Yeah. So that's what the f bomb stands for. See and, and see like that. And I that's act, that. and I'm just saying that because I mean I don't know how true it is, but it makes sense. It does. I mean, it makes sense. Think about. I mean, like like I said, for me. The reason why I use so many acronyms is because when I could take one word and, and stretch that word out by putting other words in each individual letter, I make it so much more powerful. Right. right? Like I said, for me, growth stands for gaining rewards, obtaining wisdom right. through hard work. When I start saying things like that, even if you turn around and took off mm-hmm. the TH in growth and made it just grow, yeah, you would still be gaining rewards, obtaining wisdom. Right. Or, you, or wealth. Or wealth, depending yeah. on, depending well, on, on who you are. Yeah, like, but either way, like, that might be how you do it. Yeah, you know what I'm that's what I'm saying. So it for, works either way. But but that's why I use still acronyms. showing growth, right? Like a, like one that we that was a big deal for us back in the day. Shout out to our cousin B man, Mister Mister Brian Davis, Mister Excitement. Um, fast family always stick together. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Right. You know that, and that's that's something that acronyms are something that's going to always put you in the right. Mind frame uh, and people, believe it or not, not all of us, but a lot of us, you know, it's not, it's a, some people, it's not how we finish our day, it's how we start our day. 
Some people can start their day, and if it start wrong, it's gonna it's gonna continue wrong. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why, like for instance, bro, didn't pay much attention to it before. Used to jump up. In my dynamic, my wife goes to work earlier, right? So I'm the last one out of the bed. I worked later in the evening, so I was the last one in the bed. So I remember my wife came to me one day and she was like, babe, you know, when you get out of the bed, could you do me a favor? Could you, you know, could you make up the bed? That's really not a favor. Yeah. Right? But in a sense, like, my thinking in that situation was, well, babe, what I'm going to make the bed up for? You know, I mean, we getting right back in the bed later on. Tonight. Yeah, yeah. But here's the difference. You see, you just made a point. Right. Sometimes it's not how you finish things, it's how you how start, you start them. Yeah. So... When I finish my rest, my recharge, my preparation for the next day, mm-hmm. the next thing that I should do is make up the bed when I get out of the bed because that is completing that process of the recharge, right? right? And setting the table right. for that rest period again. Absolutely. Okay. So something as small as that, even if you get it, even if you, you know, you're not getting in the bed with anybody else, if you're single, whatever the case may be like that, just think about this. You get out to bed in the morning. Mm-hmm. You make your bed up. When you leave the home and go to work and do what you need to do, right. your bed is made. Right. It's presentable. When you come home and you get ready to get ready to get in the bed. Yeah, go ahead and say what I was thinking. I don't know what you was thinking. No, but, I'm, I'm, no I'm saying but, Let me say, I'm just going with you. That's, what, that, that's right. how I know we're here. Okay. When you get ready to get in the bed, you're getting into a situation that's not a mess. Right. Th- Boom, you, you say what I was thinking. Bottom line, it's very easy to getting something that's neat. It's, it is. If I pulled up to you in a new, I don't care if it's a a, a Kia Sorento, mm-hmm. and I pulled up and it's and it's shining, it's clean, you like, right. hey man, this thing clean. Man, take me for a little smit in this. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? You ain't never seen a dirty Bentley. Come on. I ain't never seen a dirty Maybach. Come never. On. Come on. I've never seen a dirty Maybach or a dirty Bentley. Come on. They're still cars. They're going to get dirty. Right. But every time a person brings that out, mm-hmm. and I was just in L.A. not too long ago. Right, 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 no doubt. When you went down Rodeo Drive, all them cars was clean. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. clean, what is it, cleanliness is next to? Uh, godliness. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So making up your bed, like you said, you know, like you, you know, like my sister asked you to do, that wasn't, that wasn't a favor. No. Like you said, you 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 right. It got to be done. She was absolutely correct. And I, right. you know what? Just think, just think. If you can start your day organizing something, right? I mean, and if you're making up your bed, you're organizing, right? right? If you can start your day organizing right. something, you already put yourself in the mindset that I need to be in an organizational. And place. guess what that is? Your original influence. That's it. That's 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 what we say. That's saying. exactly what it is. Right. So sometimes, like, it's the most, like I said, minimal things that incite or ignite. That right. a word? Ignite. Exc- in, in, you want to incite? Go ahead. Go ahead. I need incite, you to do this right? shit so we can get past <laughs> it real quick. Go ahead. You, you want you want incite ignite. or ignite? Ignite the thinking process. Blue flame, blue flame or red? I'm grown. Blue flame or red? Which flame? You talking about this? I just want to continue the point, man. (laughs) All I'm saying to you is shout out to Blue Flame and Club Blue Flame in Atlanta. I don't know none of that shit, man. All right. Blue flames are hotter. That's just all I'm saying. All right. Blue flames are hotter. (laughs) 
Let me stop, man. Let me stop this with nah, you. Nah, it's all right. You breaking it down. Blue frames are hot. E, yeah. e, was, <laughs> e was on the path to be a firefighter for, God, for everyone yes, who I doesn't was. know. Yes, I so was. So I am trusting your education and knowledge yes, I was. on the flame. Oh, and, and our father... Actually, used to well, be a firefighter, fire too. Yeah, and, I, and I'm going to tell that story when it's time, but I'm going to let you finish your point. So, the point was this, though. Even something as minimal as making up your bed. Absolutely. You know what I mean? At least you start your day putting things into some kind of organization. And here's the best part about that. After you make up your bed, no matter what happens throughout the day, at least you know one thing. When you get back home. When you come home. It's ready. You getting into an organ into something that is prepared for you, right. something that is organized. Right. You see how that works? Like you said, even if you make up your bed, you 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 make the bed up. Everything is the way it's supposed to be. You can have a crazy day, long drawn out day through challenges and trial and different tri you know trivial things that take place that just blow your mind. And in your mind, you can just sit around and say to yourself, you know what? One thing I can count on is at the end of the day. Yeah. That bed gonna be ready for me. It's gonna exactly. be made up. Exactly. Like I said, people have no problem getting into anything that's neat. None. You know what I mean? None. Excellent point of those cars, too. I like how you used it. And, and you know what it is, bro. You know, some people, man, you know, I, I again it goes back to creating what we say original influence, right? That even applies to relationships too. Bruh. You gotta keep renewing them. You gotta listen. A wise man told me a long time ago, you bend, you don't break. That's it. And that person is sitting right across from that's me. It. That's the truth. You know what I mean? That's it. Be flexible. Now, you be flexible. You be bend, flexible. you don't break. But what don't we're saying brittle. is, be flexible. he's not saying like, oh, don't let nobody tell you they run the situation all that. That's not what he was saying. When he was ex allowing and explaining, and I caught it this way, I don't even know how he was saying it. Mm -hmm. But when you said, you bend, you don't break. He was, you was basically saying, let your partner know how far you're going to go. Absolutely. Because if you don't, and you try to do everything they want to do, no, not, oh, they're going to run over you, but you ain't going to be true to yourself. Right. See, everybody wants the perfect relationship, right? That's right. And no relationship is perfect. <laughs> right? But the key is, you got to have somebody that accepts you for completely who you are. Right. And for you dummy dummy dudes out there, that ain't me. She accept me, man. She know I like to cheat from time to time. Nah, nah, that's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is, like my lady, she understands. I'm a passionate person about entertainment. Mm -hmm. So I've got the podcast. I'm a DJ. I Absolutely. do all that type that's of stuff. Right. She And when you go out, she knows that it's a people business. That's a great thing. Okay? It's a people business. So what that mean, what I say, what I mean by that is, okay, let's be honest. When a dude shows you love, it's genuine love. Majority of the time. Because dudes are cool, man. I ain't showing that nigga no love about what he got going on and all that. Mm -hmm. But women sometimes will show you love mm -hmm. just to be... On your, on your jock, whatever you want to call right, it. Right, 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 right. Right? But it doesn't bother my lady because she understands it's a people business. That's right. That's right. I don't be all back, yeah, baby, did it, did No, 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 So I'm explaining that to understand when you bend, 
mm-hmm. and don't break, you setting an original path for your relationship. Oh yeah. To be. Oh yeah. Correct. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And you let people know early. Yeah, man. Listen. You let people know I, early. I, I was at a I was at a high school reunion. Right. Some time ago, and somebody said to my, you know, another female said to my wife, they said, "That doesn't bother you." She said, what? You know, your husband's out there and he's socializing and he's taking pictures and having a great time and he's dancing and he's interactive. That doesn't bother you that he's like like that and, 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 and the people? And my wife turned around and said, if that bothered me, there was no way I could be with him. He was like that when I met him. Listen, listen, listen. He was like that when I met him. I applaud. I always say this, and I'm going to say this live on air. I really, really appreciate my sister-in-law. I really do. I really do. I knew I knew from the beginning that y'all was going to be together as long as y'all is. and keep. I knew that because of that type of style that she has. It mm-hmm. wasn't a pretend thing. No. She has never been anybody but herself. Yeah. Yeah. She my sister law is one of the one of the number one people in my life that I know, right? Mm-hmm. That can't be nobody else. And <laughs> she's been consistently her forever. And that is the same thing that I have in my woman. That's listen. She can't be nobody but herself. We wouldn't be able to be with anyone else but nah. those type of people. Nope. We are, our personalities are are what they are. And ladies, I'm going to say this. That's what makes a wife. I'm just going to say that. Oh, yeah. That's what makes oh, a wife. Yeah. And, oh, and, yeah. and I'm going to get to the men, but uh, we just talking right yeah. about this right now. You know? Yeah. You know, my, my, my thing about, like I said, like we was talking about the whole success thing and how it applies to business, relationships, you know, uh, uh, raising your kids, all these different things that we always cover. The thing about it is, is like I said, just to reiterate it, it was never anybody who ever believed it was easy was not thinking from a realistic place. Nope. Okay. The the thing about it is this. When you understand to leave room for challenge, right. When it presents itself, right. It's already in its space. Right. Right. And and people, remember this. Challenges are one of our biggest motivational tools. Okay. When a person wants to lose weight, they know they have to do something. First, they know they have to do something about it because they're at a point where they don't like it. Whether it, whether they look bigger, whether they're too heavy or not, they just know that they don't like it. So that's number one. But they know it's not necessarily going to be easy. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, 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 right. That's right. the challenge. That's right. That's the motivational yeah. factor. Yeah. Because if all we had to do was go, you know what? I'm going to go in the room, do 37 push-ups. I ain't going to eat all day Thursday. Eat a salad Friday and then spec Saturday. I can eat cheese sticks again, and I'm gonna lose forty three pounds. Everybody would do it, right? If that was yeah, that, if that was the formula. Listen, soon as they soon as here, here's my thing that in in the video that I did about the blueprint, right? I mean, I'm sorry, not the blueprint. The blue, wait, 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 what video are you talking about? No, I'm, I'm messing with you. Go ahead, go. My I'm bad, my bad. I gotta fix that. <laughs> the plan B. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to I I expand on what I said in it, okay? Because 
I got some some different kind of feedback from different situations. It's cool. I just want to expand on it. First and foremost, the reason why I say eliminate the plan B is this. Unfortunately, more often than not, most people's minds right. work with the contingency thought. Right? So, for instance, I look at what you do. I want to become a DJ. I look at your success. I come to you. I ask you how to be a DJ of your caliber. Right? Now, I don't know what your caliber is. I just know that you get all the, all the attention, all the great jobs, all these different things. Right? I go set out to try to meet, reach your level. I don't reach your level. I quit that, and now I start going to be a, a rapper. Right? Whatever. When you leave that plan, right, was rap your plan B? Right? Now you start looking at it. Right. Okay. All right. Here's why plan B can become problematic for different people. You don't put all of yourself into A if you want to letter it. You don't put all of yourself into You actually save a part of yourself for failure. Hmm. You actually save a part of you for failure. You actually convince yourself to say, you know, if this don't work, I'm cool with it. That's why I'm making this happen over here. Hmm. So you're making it okay to quit. I want you to understand, like, when I say eliminate a plan B, it's because if you're not going to pour every bit of you into this plan, then you're mm. not trying to actually do it. Right. Everyone that you know that succeeds at a high level poured every bit of what they are into it. Right. They did not, they did not hold one hand on the door and try to turn around and apply themselves into whatever that that, that first original plan. Absolutely. Like you said, like like the, the title of the episode original is influence. original influence. They didn't want to turn them, they didn't want to fully put themselves out there. Right. Right? See, we want great reward, but we only want to put a piece of us out there to get it. Right. Great reward don't work like that. Mm -mm. It requires a total commitment for you to dive into whatever that situation is. Right. That's why you hear terms like leap of faith. That's why you hear terms like, you know what I mean? You know, you got to totally commit to it. You can't live life with one foot on the end of a cliff and one on the banana peel. All of these different things. Right. Right? So when I said eliminate the plan B, I was telling you to do it because I only want you to look at what you want to really do. Right. I don't even want you to think about the situation. Like, would you buy? All right. So when you go buy a car, you buy a car. Aren't the seatbelts already in it? Absolutely. And just to say, just to really, I'm going to shout out somebody right now. Um, and I've said him out before, rapper, Big O. I remember Ooh had a post just a long time ago. It's no plan B, beloved. This is it. This is what I'm doing. Everybody who say that, bro, I'm telling you. And shout out to him. He he now he recently just released a, a short film. Um, look it up on YouTube called Somebody Loves Me. It's very needed in this time and this climate that we live in in life. Absolutely. Right now. Shout out to Big O. Right. But um, it's just like... Wreck, Master Wreck, our cousin. Absolutely. You know, he always just went on with his plan. Still to this day, he raps. Whether he puts the songs out or not, he wants to. He still raps. Cousin coming up off the gas. Nah. And he got joints. Still got joints. He still got it. 
He still got joints. And he got the passion. Right. That's, listen, mm-hmm. you only need a contingency plan when you plan to fail. Uh-huh. Right? Right. You only need a contingency plan when you plan. You know why seatbelts? I tell you all the time. You know why you got car insurance? Not because it's a per, not because you, yeah. but because you can't control the other cars that other people drive. That's exactly driving. what it is, and that cre- and it created it to be a law because of that that you right. can't control on it. So to protect that situation, because that's the difference. When I said eliminate Plan B, I was trying to inspire people. Right. I and, was trying to encourage a person. And you had and you had, you know, some some feedback that, you know, people just didn't get it. Yeah, I don't think they understood. I don't I, think it was negative. I just didn't think they understand. But anytime, yeah, anytime you say something worth something, yeah, you won't get a rebuttal. And I'm good with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm but cool that's with it. but that that's what I'm trying to tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool. If with you're it. here to put, if you're here to say something, right, mm-hmm. then you got to say it. Because anytime you say something, mm-hmm. anytime you say something, mm-hmm. and it's worth something, mm-hmm. you're gonna get a rebuttal. And you're not supposed to care. I try to tell people all the time. You're supposed to do good business, supposed to do clean business, but you're not supposed to have emotions in business. Right. That's true. Yeah, you're true. not. You're just not supposed to have them because if you do, you're going to get eaten alive. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you have to be an a-hole towards people. It just means you have to be able to understand that the a-holes are coming at you. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I have a, I'm going to be honest with you. One of my biggest issues is this. I can start reading a book and not finish it. I can't tell you one book I read completely or whatever. Like mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. a lot of times, the moment I get the gems from it, I just go on. I don't, I don't, you know, finish it to the end all the time. Ain't nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah. I know that mm-hmm. that that, and I and I'm okay with that. That's mm-hmm. what I, that's basically where I'm going with it. Um, but when you sit back and acquire knowledge and understand, it's something. The moment something hits you like this. You're supposed to apply it. At that moment. At that moment. Exactly. You start looking at when you're going to apply it. For every moment by, after that, where hesitation exists, right. the further you get away from it succeeding. See, that's one thing you got to understand. The moment you hesitate, you're procrastinating. You're creating your own doubt. Right. So, you know, it's called a, uh, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, Book out called, I think it's called Seven Habits of Highly Successful People or something like that. Okay. Right. And they talk about what they call a aha moment. Aha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So basically what that moment explains is it's the moment that you touch something and you say, yo, I ain't noticed that. Aha. Now I'm going to pay attention to it. You know, like. Like that thing you pointed out. Yeah, if you about the grocery back. store yeah, thing. Right. That's like, what I was getting ready to Now exactly. that ain't something. That's how you know we're here. Yeah, shit, I ain't gonna never forget it now. Right. Now it's like So wow. now it's like, and I'm gonna be honest, you know, when you know, I just finished school with finance, and I know that if people ever file bankrupt, they have to take a finance um class. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's something that's in there. Don't go to the grocery store hungry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If people pay attention to one of the other things, I'm going to just throw this out there. If you can get somebody to watch the kids while you go grocery shopping, just get them to watch the kids because they're going to have you fill up with all snacks. Let's, let's just think about it. Kids want fun food. 
Kids ain't thinking about going yeah. to, 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 to the grocery store to get turkey wings. No, they're not. You know what I mean? No, they're not. They gonna say, "My, I, I seen where you, I had seen the um, they had Lunchables over there. Lunchables. <laughs> I, I got an eight year old man. That's what she be said. We need Lunchables. We don't need Lunchables. We got lunch meat. Right. If you really think about right. it, right, right. But that's but you can't take that away from them. That's in, that's part of the year. exactly. You yeah. can't take that away from yeah. them. Yeah, you're right. But that's why sometimes too you have to go to the grocery store. Without the children. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't go while you're hungry. Yeah. Seriously, you could turn around and say, I'm getting ready to go to the grocery store right now. I'm going to tell you one of the, one of the pre-grocery store meals to eat. You wake up, I got to go to the grocery store, I'm going to go around 1 o'clock. So you might eat breakfast. Get you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I swear, you, you ever been hungry after a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? That, that's that's what that's Scott. my point. Merlin. <laughs> Merlin. It's been brought to you by Merlin. Merlin the magician. He's magical. So so what I'm basically saying to you is <laughs> people, it's okay to change the way you think. It's okay to get your own perspective of things. Don't keep letting people tell you something ain't right. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, it's a book out called The 48 Laws of Power, right? Mm -hmm. When I read The 48 Laws of Power, I read it because some people think it has a demonic spin, like it's a controlling book, right? Yeah, um, I've heard that. Right. Robert Greene's the the author. Um, Robert Greene, that's my man name. Rock, man, Rock, yeah. what's up, Rock, man? what up, baby? Yeah, so... Um, when I was reading it, because at one time I didn't, I didn't necessarily just read the book. The only book, the only law that I remember strongly is law number one. And it sounds slavish because law number one, never outshine the master. That's law number one. Um, and law number one basically talks about a king and he learned some things and he, when he can learn the king... He outshined the master. Next thing you know, he set him up to get put in jail or all this, whatever. You know, that's the short version. But I read it, the laws, to, uh, to actually understand how to know when somebody's using it against me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Number 16 is my favorite law. My favorite law is, is become scarce. Well, you That's be, right. Yeah, become scared. Sometimes for people to want to hear you, you got to become missed. You got you But you can't to. be gone too long. You know, you could be visible and, 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 and invisible at the same time. I've done it. I'm doing it right now. It's it's. I know a lot of people be like, oh, that's some, that's some dumb shit. Like, how you going to be visible and invisible? No, if, if you really understand how it works. I'm doing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like you said, like you said, you're doing it right now. Like if you really understand how it works, you'll understand the concept. To be visible and invisible at the same time means that you control just how much, you know, attention it is 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 brought to you or how much you project. You know, it's it's a difference. Like you think about it, everybody wanna everybody wanna be successful until they realize what comes along with success. Right. 
You know what I mean? And then it becomes like, oh, it's a responsibility. Yeah, it ain't just that you become just what you thought. The shit you just work like you just become successful and you become important to everybody, and then you can just go and live in a normal life. No, right? You can't live no normal life. You know, if you want to, if you want to do things that are you know above the average of what a person can do, right. you got to live that way totally. Right. And it basically goes back to what you know, you know in the last episode when I used that Eddie Murphy theory. You know, when he said, "Oh yeah, I oh, don't want to. Yeah. I, I want to be famous. I want to be famous. Then nah, I want to do this for my career." Exactly. You know, another person that I heard talk about a situation like that was um, was John Madden. <laughs> That's my man. Okay, John- sound the best sound effects ever. Boom, boom, <laughs> speed kills. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We've all played Madden. Shanks. It. <laughs> yeah, that was when he had Pat Summerall on the game with him. You know what I mean? Shanks it. That's so, Shanks and shit. So, so, John Madden said when he was in the 10th grade, he was playing for like three different, he was a baseball player. Mm-hmm. Played for like three different baseball players on teams. And his dad, you know, and their family, and they were struggling a little bit. And he told his dad, you know what, dad, I'm going to quit a job and work and help the family. And his dad said, no, you're not. He said, Papa, we need help. And then, no, no, you're not. He said to him, the moment you start working, you'll never stop. Yeah, it's true. That's the truth. He told him just like that. Wow. So man said, I took that. And I took it into being a player, into being a coach, into being an analyst. He said, I've never had a job. Real job. My whole life has been with this game. But he wanted to help the family. He wanted he had that original influence to want to be able to help his family and do the right thing. You know what I mean? Merlin! (laughs) But he turned around and said to himself, to I mean, his father told him, boom. So we got to rewrite the manuscript. Oh, man. man. Oh, brother, do we? We are our original influence to ourselves, to our families, to everything. Right now, if we become business people, if we become entrepreneurs, become business people, exactly. become entrepreneurs. Exactly. You understand exactly. what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. Certain, certain generations of certain things are skipped. You know, another person, Jim Carrey. Yeah, I remember you was telling me what his pop told Jim Carrey yeah. said, you know, my dad was a person who was a, had a nine to five every day. And it was right. It was just the way it went. It was just right was right. Straight like that. Right was right till it just wasn't right no more. Till they let him go and he got laid off and they understood they just couldn't use him no more. So what he said was, when he seen that, he knew from then on he was going to always pave his way. His own way. Yeah. His own way. You know, another person. Killer Mike. 
Killer Mike has the special on Netflix. I can't hey, think of the name. Man. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have yeah, you ever yeah. watched the special? Yeah, yeah. That's that's really not right. locked into him. Yeah, yeah right, yeah. right. So Killer Mike has the special, and he was talking about a guy. It was a one episode where he took porn and handyman skills and put them together. So people who are addicted to porn will want to learn how to fix something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was crazy. It's crazy. But the guy who was actually teaching the handyman skills, mm. I heard this in the background. He said, let's say his name was Dan or something. I think it was Dan or John or something. He was like, Dan was a, had a regular nine to five. It was the right way. So they didn't need Dan no more. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Dan had to learn how to make that money. YouTube, watched all that stuff, became a regular handyman. You know what I mean? Start putting things together, start fixing things, start doing all types of stuff. All we're trying to tell y'all is have the original influence on yourself, right? Don't let it become to the point where they didn't need me no more for me to be able to do this. I went through, listen, man, you know, it's not about envy. Right. It's not about envy. Like, I, like, okay, let me, let me say this. For anybody who was introduced to having their own mindset as a child. Right. And like, then, like we were. Like we were and stuck to that. I applaud you. Because the way that the way that things are designed is not necessarily designed for a person to be an entrepreneur that doesn't want to actually be one um Gary Cornegay worked for uh, I think I think I'm trying to remember the name of it the um Primerica okay okay he said something one time, and it made sense. He said that um, in grade school, they originally tell you to be whatever. They tell you you can be whatever you would like to be. Absolutely. You know, kids, they say, here's a crayon. Here's a pencil. Draw what you want to be. And kids draw astronauts. They, they draw police officers, doctors. They draw basketball players and football players. Some of them even draw their fathers. Absolutely. Okay, if it's a boy and, you know, for a girl, it might be mine. Right. So, after about kindergarten, no, he said after maybe about first grade, mm -hmm. all of a sudden, they start to condition your mind, they being the schools, to condition your mind to deprogram those thoughts away from you. Right? Mm-hmm. Then the thought becomes, let me condition the mindset so that it's in a position to be able to do exactly what I want them to do. Right. Okay? Now, that thought of being a firefighter, even though it's necessary, a police officer, any of these things, an athlete, any of these things, all of a sudden, those things begin, begin to get smothered, and now they're trying to create and condition your mind to all of a sudden be programmed to do whatever they want you to do. Right. And that thing is an employee. 
right? Mm-hmm. They want to condition you to be an employee. So now, they tell you initially that you can be whatever you want to be. After they tell you you can be whatever you want to be, then they tell you that, okay, you can't be that. You can't be that. You, you know. mm-hmm. Everybody can't be a firefighter. Everybody can't be a police officer. Everybody can't be you know, a basketball player. You're, you're short. You're, it's not going to happen. Yeah, that's what they told me. That's what they say, right? I was nasty, though. Right. Now, as they tell you that, you turn around at that point, and now that you done got your hopes all built up, you become conditioned to think that you can only be exactly whatever they're training you to be, which is more Leslie, more Leslie, more than likely an employee of something. Absolutely. So they kill the entrepreneur spirit inside of you. Now, being a firefighter doesn't require you to be an entrepreneur, police officer, or any of these other examples. But what they do do is, is by telling you, you can be whatever you would like to be. Right. That inspires that into you because it makes you think, okay, right. well, what do I want to be? Well, if you ever think about it and you ever look back and look at it and see, um, just to touch on what you're talking about. When they talk about you being an employee, mm-hmm. what are the two employees that they, two job opportunities that they push that you don't need a college degree for. You just said them. Police officer, firefighter, yeah. Right. If you really sit back and think about it, that's what they push you to be. And here's the funny thing. We don't think that America is fair, being American. We don't think that America is even. And I'm here to tell you something. In its own way, it is. It is. Because guess what? America does want you to be a business owner. They do want you to be an entrepreneur. But we've said it several times. That challenge is the motivation. Right. They don't necessarily. It makes it easy to start a business. Right. It's challenging to stay in business. That's right. That's right. That's right. Because you got so many rules and regulations and things that you follow. And you got to turn around and you got to understand that. Oh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta follow this. You gotta have this, this, this type of bank account. Or I me, mean, um, um, file your taxes this way. You gotta do that. You gotta, you know, all different things. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But if you say, "Nah, you know what? I'm just gonna give me a regular job, man." Oh yeah. Right. You got a lot of people say that. I'm just gonna give me a regular job. Now they want you to fall into debt. And I don't mean credit card debt. Let's look at the definition of debt. Debt is just something that you owe. That's just that's plain mm-hmm. and simple. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of people scared to be homeowners because if the, I've heard this excuse so many times. I don't want to own a home because something breaking it. I got to pay for it to get fixed. So what? A home is a first. First of all, everybody. Real estate investing, first of all, is one of the oldest investing things that you can invest in. But being a homeowner is the first step to that. You understand what I'm saying? So owning your home can later be an asset. So, yes, the challenge is if something breaks, you got to fix it. You got to pay your taxes. You got to make sure things happen that way. But a lot of people say, oh, no, I'd rather just rent. But you'll never own. And I know some people's theory is, oh, you know what? I'm going to just rent because even if I owned a house and I bought it outright, I got to pay taxes. You're going to always pay taxes as long as you work. 
That's just how it go. Yeah, them people cap themselves on for yeah. I but I get it. I yeah. get it. I get it. I get it, but at get some it. point or another you say to yourself, Okay, then at some point those people are comfortable with who, who they are, right? Mm-hmm. And so like like I said, just to reiterate the whole situation with like the the original influence. They were originally influenced to be that way. Right. They were literally originally influenced to be thinkers that could stay inside of a box. Let me tell you something. When it comes to ownership, excuse me, it is never a comparison to renting something and owning something is never a comparison. No. Okay. You know, I think back to a time, right? I was, when we were actually getting our home done. Right. Okay. We was getting our home built. And in that time period, I had an apartment. Okay. Very nice apartment too. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. I had that apartment for one year because everything you did could fall in line and get into place so they can build a home. I remember It took that. about six, seven months, but you know, obviously that's what happened. So as they were building the house, I, I can remember very clearly feeling like in this one year, I wasted what I paid in rent. And I can remember I know what that number was. I remember too. I was like almost sick, like just, wow. You know, I understand, you know, you got to keep a roof over your family's head, you know, a place for the for us to all lay at night. And it was only one year. It was only one year. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm never going to ever recoup that. Like there's nothing I could do to I'm ever just, get that I'm going to just tell you back. this, bro. Do not ever dwell on money that you feel like you wasted. I'm here to say this, and I'm going to say this clearly. This ain't no bullshit. After getting the knowledge that I just get, recently getting my degree, mm-hmm. I've known for, I know for a fact, in my lifetime, I've wasted over six figures. Yeah, I, I can agree. I, I can honestly say I, I, yeah. I've done that as well. Right. Yeah. 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 Damn. And you sit there and you think about it and say, I'm going to drive myself crazy because I can't get it back now. You just got to go get it again. Because mm-hmm. if you think mm-hmm. about it, if you waste it, you had to have it to waste it. Right. No, you know. You had to have yeah, it to waste yeah. it. I mean, I, you know, it's not big regrets, but. You just. It's, I mean, no, it's just the key is you learn some things. See, now, that and that's what knowledge does. It's so yeah, powerful yeah. because. You learn some things. And. And, and then you try to apply the now with the then, right? So like your newfound or form of knowledge or what you understand now, you try to apply it to the then. Right. And then you start to, you know, develop. That's where the regret come from or that's where the whole like, damn, you know, like I can't believe it. And that's kind of like what kind of led me to those two videos I was telling you about before. Who told you that life was going to be easy? Number one. And then number two, like I said, eliminating the plan B. Like, that's what led me to those two videos. I get you. You know what I mean? And 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 it's because of the fact that I can't go back and change. So what I'm trying to do is put it out there so that someone who may be right in the midst of it or before they get ready to go into it can change that mindset or, or develop that mindset, you know what I'm saying, so that they don't have to kind of look back like that's my main thing, you know what I mean? Is to get to to get to someone like that. So when 
when it comes up and somebody like, for instance, a person made a statement about like, well, no, nah, I don't necessarily agree with eliminating the plan B because that's why this happens or that happens. I'm cool with that thought process. Trust me. Everybody's not going to think the same. I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, is, is that if I'm going to leave some kind of encouragement to anybody that is trying to, you know what I mean, figure some things out. Right. All right. I wanted to do was say is, first off, look at the blueprint that you have in front of you. Right? Right. What I'm saying is, is take the plan B element of it off. Don't call it plan B. You got to factor it in. If, if All right, okay. So if your alternative plan, right, not calling it plan B, but if your alternative plan to your original plan is a contingency if your original plan doesn't happen, why not merge the two and have that be part of the original plan? Simple way to say it, like I always told you, bro. At work, at school, we used to run fire drills. Right. Because it was a plan if a fire happened. Right. If this goes this way, then we do this. If this goes, if this, it's not necessarily a plan B. It's just procedure. Like, a job can have a SOP, a standard order of procedure. Mm. And inside of those procedures, they have emergency plans. Right. Which is not a plan B. It's just in case of emergency because this, this is, is what a, you do. Because this can happen. This is what this you is do. This is how it goes. And I knew that's what you meant because of the simple fact of if you sit back and you really think about it too, you know, in business, it's called risk management. Right, right. It's, that's why they design. Risk management. That's why they design that. Right. Because, okay, even though they're calling it a risk management, I know that there's a possibility that this can occur. So this department is in existence so that when it occurs, not if, but when it occurs, we have a plan for it. Right. That's not the new plan. That's not the backup plan. Right. And that's why I said with the whole eliminating plan B, the B for backup, because that's what you look at it. If A doesn't work, plan B is here. The A is the, uh, is the initial plan that, that I'm going with. But if that don't work, I'm going to go with B. And that's because... A lot, of people, get rid of. a lot of people that put plans together, they look at a positive value. But you got to realize something. If negative didn't exist, there would be no such thing as positive. Right. So positive and negative has to understand. You can't start your car up unless your positive and your negative battery ports are both on something that's yeah, that's yeah. going to ground them. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Without positive and negative, you don't have any yeah, charge. That's what I'm saying. So the negative that people create to be negative a lot of times aren't it's not necessarily negative it's the challenge that's right. all it is right yeah a lot of a lot of yeah. things like so. we man listen we manifest a lot of the challenges that we go through mm-hmm. right part of it is just unrealistic thinking if i believe in my mind that the only reason i haven't succeeded is because i haven't done something yet that's a different mindset compared to an individual who's anticipating the negative thing happening and already creating that fallback situation. That's why I said even when the B in, in plan B, the B being backup, I don't want to go backwards. I want to go forward. So why do I need to back up anything? Right. Even when, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense to believe that you can have that and say that you're fully committing yourself to the success of your 
original concept. Because I want to believe in my heart of hearts that anything that you call your plan A is the thing that you're most passionate about. Because if you are more passionate about B, then why was it B in the first place? And with that being said, man, this is the Porch Podcast. And we want y'all to make sure that eliminate plan B. And what we mean by that is just make sure you have some form of risk management and understand that things will occur. But the plan is really to conquer the goal. That's it. I'm DJ E, Mr. Influential. And I'm P. Original. This is the Porch Podcast, man. We love y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. Yes, sir. Look forward to seeing you on the porch next week. Peace. Uh